This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Good morning, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SENZ. Got Rick Dog and Kez in the house, Aroha, keeping us up to date with the news. There's plenty going on in the news. We'll be dissecting that throughout the next three hours, and we'll get a new song for you soon. It's just getting produced uh, at the moment, and uh, we'll be coming through. So apologies for that uh, old banger. It has been going on for a very, very long time. But that's all good. There is plenty coming up. It's a big good morning to you up there in Auckland. Tamaki Makoto, Rick Dog, Kempe. Good morning. <laughs> Tamari, boy. And it's uh, good to see that your balloons didn't go down last night. Uh, big <laughs> obviously, uh, obviously, big big day for you yesterday with the birthday and uh, the the birthday dinner and stuff like that. Um, but you did write about the news. Massive news. Last night, mm. in and around some golf stuff, and uh, not only that, around racing as well, um, which we'll talk about in Love Racing. So, uh, big day today, mate. It's uh, middle of the week. We're getting back into the other part of the NRL where everyone's back on deck uh, for this week. You know, 15, 15 days, 14 days out now from Origin number two, and uh, players mm. get a chance this week to put their hands up for selection going into that uh, that second that second state of Origin, which is going to be critical. Um, so yeah, mate. No, it's, a, it's. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the other thing. Winter is here. It is here up here in Tamaki Makoto. It is cold. Um, walking around yesterday, when I had a look at a, a couple of things, and just thought, yep, I'm well and truly stuck in winter now. Got me hoodie on. The singlets have been put away. I had pulled them <laughs> open this morning. It's it's so so cold up here, is he? That Kempi's still wearing mm. his boardy shorts to work. <laughs> 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 yeah, wow. Yeah. It, it is in the middle of the north of England, put it that way. It isn't that cold, but uh, or, or, or dare I say, that Canterbury cold, because it is cold mm. down there. And I'm not wearing a puffer jacket like you are. Um, <laughs> but we are right in the middle of We are right in the middle of it at the moment, middle of winter. And, and I guess. Is uh, it cold up there, though? Is it really? Because I've walked outside and nearly slipped on my bum because it's frosty oh, as anything. It is cold down here. Absolutely freezing at the moment. So winter's setting in, Kempi. And uh, oh, no surprises here that you're wearing a singlet, my friend. No surprises whatsoever. You love showing off those big guns. And uh, you sent me a photo last night. Obviously, you were like, what are you up for dinner? I went out for dinner with my, my kids. All I want to do is go out for dinner with the kids. It was a quiet day, just relax. It wasn't too too special, really. Um, but you messaged and said you had a boil up. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking, oh, no, did I did I hit a button by accident? <laughs> no, well, mate, I got a phone call from his son. I was, uh, I was out. Doing a couple of things, and um, I was on my way home. I get a call from my son. He goes, oh, Dad, I've got some watercress. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're having a boil-up boy. And he goes, yeah, yeah. I said, what you got? He said, I've got a bit of brisket, and you know, I want to make some dough boys, you know. And I said, oh, he's sort of like, how do you do it, type thing. So I said, oh, I was, he lives just around the corner from me. Flat's just around the corner from me. So um, I said, oh, well, I'm on my way home. I'll come around, mate. I'll just give you a little bit of a... 
a uh, a tip on a little a couple of little uh, your grandmother's secrets of how you how you actually get it prepared and stuff like that. So um, I went around there. I went around there. Here I am thinking I'm doing the right thing. Sent it down to old. Oh, my Māori mate, uh, Israel Dag down in Canterbury, and he's come back with, no way, mate. Oh, not for me. Um, the funniest thing about this story is that he, so he's, you know, in blocks. Say we're talking blocks, you know, where you run around the block. So he's three blocks from my house. So it's a, it's a good 10-minute walk or, you know, if you're running, probably a five-minute run. He's carried the leftover up in a pot. <laughs> to my place <laughs> at eight o'clock, he's he's had a massive chaff of it, and he's obviously feeling guilty. And I get a knock on my door. Me and Jay just lying on the couch. You know, I'm starting to fade because been up since four. And um, mm. there's a knock on the door. And I'm thinking, oh, and I'm there. You know, I'm one of those people. When you knock on the door, I'm one of those people. Who's knocking on my door this time of night? And I'm sort of looking at her, and she's looking at me doing the same thing. It's my son with a pot, mate, standing at the door. Anyway, I didn't know he'd walked up, so he bought me some. I'm going, oh, yeah, man, I'll get I'll get the rest of that. He's left me enough for a plate, so I've eaten that. So he's walked out. <laughs> he's got the pot under his arm, and he's walking. He started walking. I said, did you walk here? Mate, imagine that. So you, you're, you're in the middle of St. Mary's Bay in Auckland. Is this young Māori boy walking around the streets with a pot? <laughs> oh, so yeah, it was nice, mate. There was a good little kai Māori last night for for Papa T and his son. Um, but yeah, mate, you should you should honestly visit your roots, Izzy. Get back into that ball up. I've just done uh, some <laughs> some research, boys, uh, off off boil up chat onto weather chat just to see just how cold it is here. Uh, because Steve-O has sent us a message saying, "Good morning, lads. It's not cold, the Whangarei. It's a bit fresh, not cold." Old mate Kempy needs to harden up. So I thought, <laughs> I thought I'll have a look. <laughs> According to the Met Service, it's eight degrees in Auckland at the moment, and I thought, I wonder how cold it is where is he? It's minus two. So I don't think we can complain, Kempy. That's <laughs> basically what I'm saying. I don't I don't think we know what cold is just yet. <laughs> It's freezing down here, boys. It is absolutely freezing. My wife got up at three and she said, oh, Hannah, I might have to help you out in the morning. It's a bit slippery. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I'll be fine. But walked out. I was like, oh, she is fresh. But, hey, when you get a fresh morning, you get a bluebird day. So it's going to be a nice sunny day down here in Christchurch. So plenty to rip in throughout uh, the morning. But we've got a big show, lads. We've got a big show. And what have we got coming up, Kimpy? Yeah, we've got a, we've got a couple of good old roosters coming in today to chat to us. We've got Malachi Fikatu. Uh, tour coming out of seven o'clock uh, with a catch up with what he's up to and be nice to get his thoughts too as we're asking all the old boys what the the chances of the All Blacks are in the World Cup having been playing up that part of the world. Uh, we're going to do some talk back mate off, off the back fence. Uh, I took a little bit of time yesterday afternoon. You actually gave me uh, my inspiration to write this one today, uh, write this one yesterday Izzy. So uh, we're going to take some talk back. I think it's going to stimulate a few people's thoughts in and around it, especially with uh, what we've seen with the professional sport and the way that it's going. Um, so we'll catch up with that uh, just before eight. And then a good mate of mine, and uh, he played for us back in the early 2000s, Jerry Susu is going to come in and sit down with us uh, just after eight o'clock and have a good chat about what he's doing at the Warriors, working in that um, wellness and mental space with the players. And, of course, uh He's he's also really, I guess, invested in after after football. What players get up to after football, and especially the old boys, keeping a keeping a, an eye on them. We're actually chasing someone for a bit of golf too, is he? Because as you know, and I, that mm. news came out last night. 
I've gone, it was inevitable. You know, everyone inevitable, sort of yes. thought that. Um, we didn't think the PGA was going to give in, like, roll over like a cockroach with their legs in the air, because that's what they've done. And... Uh, LIV just have sucked them up. Well, let, let's get into that because uh, you know there'd be a lot of people listening to this going, "What the hell are you talking about?" But yeah, we got in this morning, had a look. Kids sent me messages. I'm driving in, so this is the deal. This is the headline: the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and Live Golf have stunned the sporting world by announcing they are merging to form a new collectively mm. owned entity. Now, the story goes, the shock announcement comes after a year of unprecedented disruption in the men's professional game following the launch of the Saudi-backed Live Golf Circuit. The new entity has not been named yet, but the deal signals a new era of cooperation to unify the game of golf on a global basis. Also been announced, Live Golfers, who were suspended indefinitely by the PGA and DP World Tour, will be able to reapply for membership from the end of the season. All lawsuits between the uh, parties will be ended. Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, which funded Live Golf's emergence, will make capital investment into the combined entity as part of the agreement to facilitate growth and success. A comprehensive evaluation of Live Golf to determine how best to integrate team golf into the professional game will take place. And Live Golf's 2023 should will continue as planned. So mm. I thought, wow, this is massive. This is massive. The players surely have been talked to about this. So first thing I did is I messaged Ryan Fox. <laughs> and I said to Foxy, hey, mate, are you up for a chat with Izzy and Kempe? This morning, mate, talk about this live PGA merger. He's like, what merger? <laughs> Didn't know anything about it. Um, had no li- one knows. Had literally just landed back in New Zealand. And uh, we had a bit of a chat. He said, mate, there weren't even any whispers. I hadn't heard even any rumours. He said, so I land and you get get your message. That's the first I've heard of it. Uh, I've talked to a couple of other people, so it's Kez. Um, They're sort of trying to wrap their heads around it. Nobody actually saw this coming. I mean, how rare is it in sport that you can keep something this big under your lid and, and not have it leaked to the press somewhere? It is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And... um Look, all I say, if they do name a, a different entity or whatever, just do not allow the Live Golf, whoever named their sports teams or their golf teams, to be involved with that. You've got the <laughs> Crushers, you've got the Ironheads, you've got the High Flyers. I'm like, mate, they are horrible names, so do not give them any opportunity to name it. But, mate, this is crazy. This is blowing up on Twitter. All of the golfers that have been a part of this PGA have come out and said, what? This is embarrassing that no one has been... Um, spoken to about this certain merger. It'll be interesting to see if even Rory got spoken to and Rory's involvement with this merge because he has been against it from day dot. Yeah. And the alarming things at the start, Kempi and Rick Dog, were the repercussions if people spoke and jump over. Now they're jumping in bed with them. You know, these these players, golf players, have missed out on hundreds of millions of dollars of mm. opportunities to go to live golf. Now that they made the decision to back PGA and now they're going on a merger, what happens there? Do they get compensated? Like, it's, this is huge news. Huge news. And, and it looks like that Live Golf basically have the upper hand in this. They've, um, they've, swallowed, they've swallowed them up, Rick Dog. They've swallowed up PGA. The, the thing with it is, he, is the only people that have won out of this are the guys that signed the Live deal and picked up the hundreds mm. of millions beforehand. Uh, Live have gone about with this uh, private investment fund soaking up the PGA and and by all accounts when you read it their board is put together to take the game forward there's a mo- there's going to be a lot of moral um, issues here with this with this Huge. going on 
And if you're and if you're right, and none of the players have been spoken to about this, especially with the likes of Tiger Woods um, coming out, you know, with Rory McIlroy and saying, you know, you guys are mugs for joining the Live uh, Golf, mate. Imagine where this is going. Or the uh, governor of the Saudi state entity that's bankrolling Live, the public in, uh, investment fund, is going to be the new chairman of this organisation. That yeah, they and, that's named where the, and that's where the beginning of the issues start. Mm. So yeah. they are Jay Monaghan's commissioner. He's going to be commissioner of it. See, this is Jay Monaghan looking after Jay Monaghan, really. We know that. And, and it's, uh, it's crazy because without the golfers, he's got no product. So he's throwing in the white flag for himself to save his own back. And he's just f- forgotten all about his, his product, his people, the people around him, the ones that actually generate the broadcasting views for his tournaments. And he's gone out on a limb. Like, this is, this is honestly crazy news. And the worst thing about this is Donald Trump predicted this in 2022, the merger. He's obviously jumped in bed with LIV, so he's hosted a, a fair few tournaments for them. And he's sitting there laughing away at what's just unfolded. And it is um, it is crazy. Absolutely crazy news. And I know you've got a question for us too as well, and for our listeners as well, uh, Rick Dog. So let's play this. Can't wait question of the day. So golf has been embroiled in a civil war for the last couple of years, but now we've got a merger between the PGA, the DP World Tour, and Live Golf. The question is, is it good for golf? that the civil war is over, or is it bad for golf because of who's in charge? That is the question. Mm. Oh, it's a good question. I think, it's, I think it's good for golf in terms of having the best players playing against each other. That is the shining light out of this. You, you know, it's horrible when you don't get to you watch all the PGA events and Memorial when you haven't got the Brooks Kepka, the, you know, the, the last major champion. You haven't got Dustin Johnson. You haven't got uh, Phil Mickelson and his facade that he that he brings to to golf. Like he is a, a personality. So that that is the positive out of this. But the obviously the politics from the Saudi Arabian backed fund and what's going on in Saudi Arabia. That's probably the blink in this opportunity. But mate, I think it's I think it's good for the golf. I think it's about time. If I'm going to be completely the way it's been handled is poor. But I think it's about time that we've got this sorted out because this carry-on couldn't have carried on for a very long time. And PGA just threw out the white flag because they knew the the enormous LIV has to, to back them. Like They've got money for jam and they're growing traction. So look, if you look at the golf as an event, LIV, the way that they run their golf events, it's like going to Tomorrowland in, in Belgium and it's a, it's a festival. It'll be interesting to see how these events are run. Are they going back to the history, the game of golf, where etiquette is key? Or will there be a change in the way that PGA golf events are going to be displayed? Yeah. And mm. I, I get, look, it's not the first time that a merger has happened. And, and recently, mm. we've just got to look back at the WWE and the UFC um, coming together to try and basically own this media space. And, and this is what it's all about, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's all about media space, and it's about you know people wanting to 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 see golf and and all these you know like when you look at the live events, people saying yeah, it looks really cool. The difference for me is the moral um, your 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 own personal moral compass here when you're now in a deci- in a in a position to make a decision whether or not you want to be a part of it. 
And I think mm. the difference before where it was, you know, well, these players, they, they were making a decision. It was clear cut. You had Rory McIlroy and, and Tiger Woods and co saying, no, this is PGA. We're not backing that this um, LIV Saudi-backed um, PIF um, organisation. We're staying separate and we want to stay separate because I think personally their moral compass was challenged. Mate, now when you're watching it, I think a lot of people looking at it now, if they do their homework on Saudi Arabia, Arabia will be cha- will be personally challenged themselves whether or not they follow it or not. Yeah, these Stevens come through. It sounds to me like there've been some serious backhanders given out to the people at the top of the PGA. The whole thing stinks. Personally, I don't think it's good for golf. Yet another sport has been swallowed up by greedy buggers. Cheers, Stevo. Um, yeah, I can understand that. As well. there's, there's plenty of information that we haven't been given in this, Stephen. And I, I've been thinking about this for since I found out the news when I woke this morning. The one thing I want to know is this is a, a, a merger that's been created for profit. That's one bit of reading I've, I've figured out. So there's going to be a lot of money on the table. Where does this money go? We know the LOV golfers are getting paid millions to play this. The, obviously the purse has increased to astronomical amounts of money. So for the PGA and their stance against paying their players on a contract basis. Does that change now with the money coming through? Do they have to pay their players a contract salary now that this merger has come together? I'd say yes, and I'd hope so. I think it's it's important that these players are, are getting are getting paid. And, and also on the other side, what does this do for LPGA, the women's side of the game, which is growing huge? That's a great question. That's something that hasn't come out yet. I have heard, so just in the producer chat, and I won't name names, uh, but it, it seems like uh, somebody's been talking to somebody from the Live Golf side, and the players over there didn't know either. So it sounds like all no the players knows. are in the dark. Yeah, so all the, all the fish heads that are sitting around a table have decided to make these decisions for players. I, I tell you now, it, it is going to blow up. It is definitely going to blow up. <laughs> Um, because there is so much more to consider with this decision than just playing golf. And um, now that they've decided to jump in bed together, like I don't, I actually don't think that they've thought this through. And at the end of the day, it's just about money, isn't it? So mm. um, where where do where does your conscious lie, your your own conscience lie? That's that's my yeah. question. Yeah, so I'd that- love to know. Sorry, sorry, Rick, I'll just ask one thing before we shoot off. I'd love to know if now they've put a block in place because this message that's come through is, is poignant, like it's it's on the money. PGA is going to be a feeder for the LOV with the amount of money that they've got. So now is there a block in place because they're a merging entity and they're coming together to stop those PGA players going over? Because that will dilute the product that PJ has to offer. Well, see, what I think is going to happen is we're going to have a rejig calendar. So we're going to play out the rest of the season as is. I'm going to have a rejig calendar. Everybody's going to come together. So there's not going to be two tours. There's going to be one tour. Um, I think that's the way it's going to be. But it, it also, you know, this is an interesting headline. Uh, the mer- uh, the PGA Tour, DP World Tour and Public Investment Fund, Live Golf, merge commercial operations under one common ownership. So that sounds like Liv have brought PGA up. That's what I mean. They've sucked them up. <laughs> so I don't think there's going to be any. Oh. any uh, there's going to be any feeders. I think it's just going to be. 
you either play here or you don't play at all, pretty much. That's that's yeah. the way it's looking. So is this good for golf or bad for golf? That is our can't wait question of the day. Double eight double three, our temper bed post text machine, or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Let us know what you think. It is six twenty three here on Izzy and Kempy for breakfast with Chemist Warehouse, your house, your real house of fragrance.